Welcome to Midweek Bible Study Online at Christian Life Church. Thank you so much for joining us. We pray that you are blessed and uh, doing well today. We're going to start tonight with uh, just uh, a few moments of prayer. We want to remember several special needs. Uh, first of all, we want to continue to play, pray for uh, Erlene Stanley Smith, uh, has been in the hospital on a ventilator and uh, is needing a touch from God. Also, want to uh, pray for Sister Carolyn Kreiner's grandson, uh, was life flighted this last week to Shreveport, and um, we want to pray that God put his hand upon him, has been help- having some serious health uh, complications, and there are many, many other needs that uh, we want to ask God to supply, many who are sick, many who uh, need a touch from God, need a touch in their finances, and so we're going to go to God in prayer right now. Would you just Right there at home, bow your head and would you pray with me. Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you and we give you our hearts and our trust tonight. God, we pray right now for these needs, God, that you would touch them and supply them according to your riches and glory. Lord, you have everything that we need in each and every circumstance. God, we pray for Erlene Stanley Smith, God, that you would touch her body and bring healing to her right now. God, we pray, Lord, for Sister Carolyn Kreiner's grandson right now that you would touch him in Jesus' name. God, we pray for every special need of healing, God, for we know that you are a healer, and by your stripes we have healing. And God, we pray for deliverance and financial blessing to be poured out upon your church and upon your people. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. I'm so glad that you have joined us tonight. Uh, We're going to just jump right into Bible study. It's going to be a little different tonight. Um, But I believe that that the Scripture has much to say to us about the times that we're living in. Our pastor preached Sunday and did such a phenomenal job on calling us to attention on who is our God. Who who are we really serving? And, And there are things that we need to settle in this time that we're living through. And so I want, I want to kind of jump on and tag on to that tonight and uh, continue to let the Spirit of God speak to us uh, through our current circumstances. I'm going to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 7, and uh, I'm going to read a few verses and then I'm going to jump down to, to verse 16, and you are welcome to follow along. Uh, Paul writing to the Corinthian church in his second letter, he's talking about the ministry, and he's talking about how God has used the apostles to bring the gospel to the world, and and in doing that, he begins to talk about how uh, the apostles lived through some things that they probably would not have chosen for themselves, but that through it all, God has blessed them and God has kept them. And listen to what he says in Second Corinthians four seven. He says, "But we have this treasure in jars of clay." To show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. Paul says that that we are feeble and we are breaking and we are are suffering these things to show the world that the surpassing power does not belong to us but that it belongs to God. He says this, we are afflicted in every way but we are not crushed. We are perplexed but we are not driven to despair. We are persecuted, but we are not forsaken. Struck down, but we are not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also 
be manifest in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So, listen to what he says in verse 16. I'm just going to skip down there. He says, so we do not lose heart. We do not lose heart. All these things, we are afflicted, we are perplexed, we are persecuted, we are struck down, we carry on in our body the death uh, of Jesus, and, and, and we are always being given over to death, but he says we do not lose heart. That is my subject tonight, do not lose heart. He says, for though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed Day by day, for this light, momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And so Paul jumps into this passage of Scripture and he begins to tell about all the things that he and the other apostles have lived through, have been carrying on through, and and the seasons of life that they've come through. And he says this, we don't lose heart, even though our outer self is wasting away. He said we're experiencing renewal, we're experiencing uh, some blessings in the time uh, of battles, We're, we're experiencing some opportunity in times of adversity. And so we do not lose heart. If there's a message I think that God has for our church right now, it's do not lose heart. I just want to pray for you, for this Bible study, for me. And let's, let's just ask God to bless the rest of our time here in this broadcast. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your kindness, God. We thank you for your goodness. God, even in the middle of a coronavirus pandemic, Lord, you have blessed us and you have kept us. And Lord, we do not want to lose heart. God, we pray for the encouragement of your spirit and the strength of the Holy Ghost to come upon your people tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so I want to to jump off and and just say this from the outset, that, that knowing when to do something is just as important as knowing what to do. Have you ever noticed in life that, that life will kind of teach you that lesson? We discover that as we go. Is, is It's not enough to know what to do. Timing is everything. The timing of a thing can determine whether it's good or whether it's bad. For instance, laughter is good, but not at the scene of a tragic accident or at a solemn funeral service. Laughing is good, uh, but but in the wrong place, at the wrong time, it's inappropriate. And so, uh, to push the token, I don't, I don't want to sting anybody too hard or preach too much in your business tonight, but eating a sandwich is good. But eating a sandwich in the bed is not good because you leave crumbs everywhere. Nobody wants to sleep in that, right? So, it's good, but it's not good in the wrong time and in the wrong place, Responding to a text message is good. Some of our younger folks need to hear this. Is Responding to messages are good, but not when you're in the middle of an important conversation or a job interview or prayer meeting or church or online church. 
Responding to a text is good, but at the wrong time, it's not appropriate. And this is something that we're constantly trying to teach our kids is it's not time for that right now. Is it's not time to get each other in headlocks. I have two boys. It's not time to punch each other in the throat right now. It's bedtime. It's not time for that right now. But life will teach us that there are appropriate times for things. And that doing the wrong thing at the wrong time can lead to bigger problems. In Matthew chapter 13, the Bible gives us the parable of the, the wheat and the tares. And that, that while uh, the, the farmer was sleeping, an enemy snuck into his field and he sowed tares. And he wakes up one day and he realizes there's tares growing in my field. And, and, and they're scrambling of what do we do with this? Do we just go and try to start plucking up the tares and the master of the house, he tells them, he says, no, 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 the time will come. At harvest, we will separate the wheat from the tares. If you try to do it now, you'll destroy all the wheat. And so uh, we have to learn to act in accordance with the time that we're living in. We have to learn to act appropriately for the time that we're living in. In the book of Ecclesiastes, the wisdom of Solomon teaches us about times and seasons. Ecclesiastes 3.1, a very familiar passage to most of us, says this. It says, to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. Everything has a season and there is a time for every purpose. Purpose. Solomon used two words in the Hebrew here. The words are times and seasons. One times means a specific appointed time period. And the word season means an occasion that is appropriate. So to everything, he says there is an appropriate occasion and an appointed time period for every purpose under the heaven. Solomon was describing life in terms of something that we all can understand. He compared uh, our lives to the transitions of seasons. And, and he uses this terminology of times and seasons because we live in a world of seasons. Even in our climate, seasons are ever-changing. Each season is reliant on the previous season. You know, have you ever noticed that, that uh, spring would not be spring if winter didn't come first? Because you can't have things springing to life that did not die first. And so sometimes we despise the winter, but it's the winter. It's the rain and the snow and the cold in the winter that prepares uh, the earth for springtime to come. If seasons rely upon each previous season and so the season we are in now came to us courtesy of the season we were in before and so seasons are always changing they're always leading to something else and and here's something interesting is seasons cannot be controlled by man as much as we would like to control the seasons and as advanced as we have become, we are still subject in humanity to the ever-shifting seasons of the earth. Right now, it's hot outside. It's real hot outside. You'll sweat just walking to the car right now. But a few months down the road, 
we will be pulling out the, the old winter clothes and putting on our jackets and coats again because seasons will change. Time will march forward. And Solomon wisely exposed this truth that everything, everything in life changes and shifts. That nothing is permanent but God and his promises. Seasons change, but God remains the same. Life changes, but God remains the same. Our world is changing, but God has remained the same. And so nothing is permanent in this life. We move in life through times and through seasons. We move from purpose to purpose. Some of you are still in school, and that is the purpose of the time in your life right now. Others are in retirement, and there is a purpose for that time in your life. But we all move through seasons and phases that are ever-changing, but in the midst of all of that, God remains the same, and His Word and His promises still stand. So just when you think that you've figured out where life is headed, just when you think you've got it all figured out, if you ever notice this, life will shift on you. Things will change. Things will happen. We don't know where we're going to end up or where life is going to take us. Right now where we're at in a pandemic, having an online church and, and, and having to social distance and we're wearing, uh, uh, the society is telling us to wear masks everywhere we go and, and all this stuff is happening. We never saw that coming. We are in a season that has come into our life right now. And so uh, it's interesting. I've noticed my phone started doing something lately. Um, every day when I get, get in my car um, to leave, whether for lunch or, or to go uh, back home from the office or wherever, every time I get in my car, my phone will shoot up a message that tells me it's, you know, 27 minutes to home from here. Or yesterday, uh, for instance, I got in the car and... Uh, the, the phone, uh, it thinks it knows what I'm doing. It, it's trying to tell me my business now. And uh, the phone said it takes seven minutes to get to Zaxby's from here. The thing is, I wasn't going to Zaxby's. The phone was trying to take me to Zaxby's. And I was, I was saying, not today, devil. We're not going to Zaxby's today. Wrong answer, Siri, because you don't know where I'm going. I'm going to Chicken Salad Chick, not to Zaxby's. And, and the phone thought it knew where I was going, but I just shifted the time and the season on my phone. It's been tracking my movements, but it never saw the change in routine coming. And so, you know, here's the thing is, is we spend a lot of frustration fighting with seasons in our life. Fighting with the season. I, I'm tired of being, I don't want to be here. I don't want to go there. That's not where I'm supposed to be. That's not where I plan to be. And, and, and we have entered a season where we all would like to get out of. I'm ready for this to be over. I want things to go back to normal. I, I, I want things to be like they were. I want, I want to go, I want to hug somebody at church again. I want to shake a hand. I want to, I want to slap a high five. 
I want to go to a ball game. I want to do life like I was doing it before. But we think that we know where we need to be. We think we know where we're going. But the reality is we have entered into a season. And here's the thing. I want to share just three points about where we're living right now. Three points. First of all is it's just a season. Seasons guarantee change. No matter what you are experiencing, it didn't come to stay. It came to pass. You might be in a season of reaping. Right? Uh, uh, you might be in a season where God is blessing you. You might be in a season where uh, that things are just going your way. Or you might be in a season of sacrifice and of sowing. Or, or you might be uh, in a season of health. Or you might be in a season of sickness. But understand this, no matter what we are experiencing, seasons guarantee that change will come. It didn't come to stay. It came to to pass and that gives us hope seasons give us hope because we recognize that it won't always be like this it's just a season we are in right now we didn't choose it and we cannot change it but the good news is that it won't be like this forever in fact sometimes it's easy to lose our faith in seasons like this where we are facing suffering where we are facing setbacks where we are facing these things and it's easy to lose heart Paul said we will not faint we will not lose heart even though we are afflicted and persecuted and cast down and, and, and all of those things are happening he says we don't lose heart because listen the existence of the season is evidence that God is still on the throne the existence of see the season is evidence that God still reigns. In the book of Jeremiah, God compared his commitment to his covenant promises with the consistency of the changing times and seasons. Now follow me here. Jeremiah 33, 20, thus says the Lord. He said, if you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night, so that there will not be night and day in their season. He said, then my covenant may also be broken with David, my servant, so that he shall not have a son to reign on his throne and with the Levites, the priests, and my ministers. God was talking to his people in a time of trouble, in a taxing time for them spiritually. And he says this, he says, I will bring you back. I'm going to bring you back from 70 years of captivity. I'm going to bless you. I've not given up on my promises. And the season that you are in is evidence that I'm still on the throne. Because he said, if you can break my covenant with the day and the night and the seasons of change. He says, then, then you can break my covenant with David that I will not have an heir to sit upon his throne. What does that mean? It means that as long as the sun is still rising, God is still committed to his word and to his people. God is still committed to his promise. As long as the seasons are changing, as long as day and night come and go, and the sun still rises and the moon still in the night sky, God is still working out his promises and his purposes in the world seasons are evidence that God is on 
the throne. And so our, our problem is that sometimes we try to make a permanent decision during a temporary problem. Scripture tells about Israel when they were pulled into Babylon. Psalms tells us that they hung their harps upon the willows. When they were asked to sing by their captors, they hung their harps upon willows. And they said, how shall we sing the Lord's songs in a strange and a weary land? They were separated and disconnected from the house of God, from the city of God, from Jerusalem. They're being held in captive uh, uh, by the nation of Babylon. But it was just a season for them. God was still God. His promise still stood. And we need to remind ourselves that this is just a passing phase that we will come out of. We don't need to lose heart. We don't need to, uh, to, to give up. We don't need to set aside our worship or, or to diminish our praise or to fold our arms and say, you know what, I'll be back when everything opens back, but I'm taking a break. No, Paul said that even though we're afflicted, we do not lose heart. We still worship. We still pray. We still believe. We still uh, uh, trust that God is on the throne, even in this season. We need to remind ourselves that, that it's just a season. I'm sick of online church, but it's just a season. I'm tired of being alone, but it's just a season. Uh, all my favorite restaurants are closed. Listen, it's just a season. It, it, I might kill my kids if I have to homeschool them this year. It's just a season. And listen, it, it, I may not be able to control it. I may not be able to change my circumstance. But I can recognize that right where I'm at, God is still God. And this is just a season that I am going through. That, that His will towards me is not changed. His plan for me is not changed. His promises still stand. And God is still God. I'm just in a season right now. And so I can come out of it. The second point I want to give you is that there is something to gain in this season. Ecclesiastes 3.10 Solomon said, I have seen the business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with, for he has made everything beautiful in its time. Our challenge is not to figure out how to get out of this season, but it's how to get something out of this season. I want out of it as bad as you do. I know Pastor and I have taught we want to be back to uh, full bore with the church. We want the, the house to be full. We want altar calls. We want everything back. But listen, we've got to get something out of this season and not just worry and complain about when are we going to get out of this season. We've got to come out with something. And so Solomon said there is a time for every purpose. Our problem is that we don't always discern the purpose for the time that we're in. As hard as it is for us to understand, every season is a part of God's graceful plan for you. He said it this way, everything is beautiful in its time. So there are some things that are good that turn out to be bad when they're done at the wrong time. But when something is appropriate and in its time, everything is beautiful in its time. 
Even when you go through a season of sickness, there is purpose in it. Even when a family member unexpectedly passes away, there is purpose in it. Even when I lose my job and I don't know what tomorrow holds for me, there's purpose in that season. Is it painful? Yes. It, does, it, uh, does it cause us to fear at times? Yes. Does, does it shake us up at times? Yes. But understand this, that there is purpose for every time. Every time has its purpose. And everything is beautiful in its season. Because what happens is alone, by itself, it's not good. But God takes everything and he weaves his purpose through times of pain. He weaves his promises through our problems. He, he weaves his vision through our valleys. When you look at the life of Joseph, he stood at the end of a difficult life and he looked at his brothers and he said this. He said, you meant it to me for evil. You tried to take me out. You tried to take me down. You didn't have good intentions towards me. But he said, God meant it to me for good. There was a purpose for every time in Joseph's life. God is able to use the worst and the darkest of moments to accomplish his purpose. And Joseph suddenly could see it with clear eyes looking at his brothers. You intended it for evil. And, and listen, there are evil forces at work in our world spreading fear uh, indoctrinating people with all kinds of false uh, theology and false doctrine and, and false ideas and, and, and skewed, messed up worldviews. And there is evil at work in our world. Our world seems to have lost its mind lately, but there is a purpose for every time. And what God is doing is He's weaving His purpose through our problems and through our pain and through our circumstances. And so we find out who we really are in the tough seasons of life. But we don't just find out who we really are. We can also find out who God really is in the tough seasons of life. And, and what I want you to understand tonight is that there is a reason we are living in the season we are in right now. There are some things that God wants us to learn here right now. We need to understand that all the inconvenience and frustrations of a situation that we cannot change. We cannot change them, but they are working together for our good because God has His hand upon it all. And so there's something for me to gain in this season. Paul says we do not lose heart because we understand that even when we are afflicted, even when we are persecuted, we are not abandoned. Even when we are struck down, we are not destroyed. Even when we are perplexed, even when we're confused, even when we don't know what to do next and where to turn next, even through all of that, God is working some things in this world and through His church. And there are some things for me to gain here. You know, Paul was thrown into a prison and Paul didn't just gain in the prison, we all did because we learned from Paul's experience in the prison that you can praise your way out of situations. You can shake the foundations of your circumstance with worship and with praise. There are some things that we can learn in inconvenient places and I believe that God 
wants us to learn some things and to gain some things here. To get a vision of who He is and to learn who we are. And so there is something to gain in this season. The final point I want to leave you with is there is something beyond this season. Paul said, we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self, listen to this, is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction, this passing season of affliction, is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. If we look to external conditions for our peace, we will never have peace. Paul wrote of these afflictions and these seasons and times, these momentary afflictions that these apostles went through. And he said that they do not lose heart even though the world is rejecting them. The government is persecuting them. The religious world is hating them. How do you believe in a season like that? How, how do you live through what Paul lived through and come out with a bigger, better faith? Listen to what he said. He said, our inner self is being renewed day by day. The outward conditions were being eclipsed by a daily inward renewal. Walking in close relationship with God delivers us from living uh, and giving into the fear, uh, the anxiety, the worry that comes in seasons of affliction. Don't get me wrong, for Paul, the pain was real. The man was beaten, stoned, thrown into prison, put in stocks. But he said it was momentary affliction because daily he was finding inner renewal for outward problems. He was finding something daily that would carry him through every season of challenge. He said, I know how to abound and how to be abased. I know how to live when I am getting and and when I am losing. I know how to live through those things because every day I am being renewed in my inner man. And so Paul was saying, that he was finding something in daily prayer that would carry him through. In daily connection with God that would carry him through. And, and that's how we have to live sometimes. You just have to take it day by day. Maybe you don't know what to do next month or next week. Maybe you've got a problem on the horizon that you don't know how you're going to solve. But you don't have to figure out tomorrow. You just have to... Connect with God today. Paul said day by day we are renewed in the inner man. Though our outer self is wasting away and there are things out here that we cannot change. In here we find daily renewal. The pain is real. But Paul was finding something day by day. Just taking it one day at a time. When you don't know what tomorrow holds. You know what? You know who holds tomorrow. And you know that you can reach out and touch him today. He's as close as the mention of his name. I love the picture of the, uh, the, the Israelites in the Old Testament during the Exodus. God got them through the wilderness time day by day. Every day he laid manna at their doorstep. And all they would have to do is they would just have to gather the manna. They learned to rely on God in a wilderness season for a period of time by living on the manna of provision that he gave 
day by day. And here's the thing. They couldn't keep it overnight. There was an expiration day. He would give them what they needed for that day. Listen, when we begin to lose heart, it is often evidence that we are not being renewed day by day. That we, we were renewed Sunday because pastor preached us uh, a, a message that was challenging and powerful. But here we are on Wednesday and I, I don't feel renewed today. It's because I need to be renewed day after day, day by day. Paul said it this way. He said, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. He said, the answer to anxiety is to take everything to God in prayer. If I don't know what tomorrow holds, I know who holds tomorrow, and I can touch him today. And so look, we, how do we renew ourselves day by day? Is daily we connect with the presence and the power of the God who is above it all. And look, we also look beyond what we can see. Verse 18 says this, As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient. That means they are passing away. They are seasonal. But the things that are unseen are eternal. Paul also describes it as an anchor of the soul. This hope that we have beyond ourselves, beyond our situation, beyond our circumstance. There's a God who loves me. There's a God who cares about me. There's a God who is committed to his plan. There's a God who's going to bring me through this season. And even if I can't control it, and even if I can't change it, I know, number one, it's, it's just a season in my life. Number two, I know that God is doing something in this season of my life. And I want to come out with whatever God intended for me to gain in this season. And number three, there is something beyond this season. Paul said that these momentary afflictions are working in us a eternal glory, an eternal weight of glory that we will understand why we went through all this and why we had to survive corona and why our families had to go through tragedy and trial and why we had to face things that we don't understand and why, why we had to do all those things. All those why questions will be answered in the great by and by. One thing I do know is that you can make it if you will renew yourself day by day. Because what we do daily has an eternal impact. And it's working through momentary affliction to an eternal glory. Paul said this in Philippians 4.11, the final scripture I'll read you. He said, not that I'm speaking of being in need. He said, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low. He said, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger and abundance and need. And here is the secret. He said, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. I want to tell you this. I don't know the answers. I don't know how long this season will last. I, I, I don't know how to change it. But one thing I do know is I know that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And every single day... We need to connect with God. He said, we are, though our outward man is wasting, we are renewed day by day. 
Every single day I'm going to walk with Jesus. I'm going to find and connect to the perfect plan of God for my life. And even if He doesn't give me what I need to know tomorrow, He's going to give me what I need to get through today. And so we're just going to take it one day at a time because it's just a season and God is doing something in this season and there is something that God is working on beyond this season. There is an eternal weight of glory. We're living not for the moment, but we're living for an eternal reward. And listen... I heard one preacher say it this way, you can't threaten me with heaven. If coronavirus gets us all, if sickness comes and takes us all, you can't threaten me with heaven. Is there is something greater beyond this life, beyond this season, beyond this time. And God is still God and he's still on the throne. Listen, I want to pray for you and your family right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We pray that it would minister to hearts, to minds. And the spirits, God, I pray for people that are struggling in their faith, that don't know what to do. God, there, there are people that are worried. There are people that are distracted, people that are confused, perplexed. God, afflicted, cast down their, all of those things well described where we are living right now, Lord. But we pray right now that you would teach us to walk daily in the strength of our great God. God, that teach us, Lord, how to connect with your spirit, to, to invite your presence into our own living room, God, to find a place of power in the middle of circumstances and trials that are going on all around us, God. We pray that you would help us to extract from this season everything that you've ordained for us. And God, give us an eternal vision, God. We look tonight to things that are not seen, God. We look to you, the God who is above it all, even when we don't see you working, Lord, we trust and know that your plan and promises are still intact. And we put our faith and our hope and our trust in you. In Jesus' name. Thank you again for joining us for Bible study this Wednesday night. I pray that you and your family are blessed. Please join us this Sunday. And uh, we're going to have a great time. Once more, I want to remind you at the end of this that you can give three ways. You can give online at clcmonroe.org. You can give by text. By texting the word GIVE to the number 318-301-3601 or you can mail check or money order to the church at 6680 Frontage Road. Thank you again for joining us. May God richly bless you and we will see you on Sunday.